Let's try this again. Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy, Romance, and all of the perfect places that they over... <laughs> I want to say oversect. Overlap and intersect. Let's call it oversect. Uh, that's our new phrase. I'm here with my first cup of coffee, which I clearly need. Um, this is my new mug that my mom gave me for Christmas. I'll show you guys. It says, everything tastes better with cat hair in it, which is objectively true. Uh, it's a pale blue mug, for those of you not on video, and it has little white kitty paw prints all over it. And inside... I'll show you guys on video. It's white with little black paw prints around the rim. And there's a black kitty on it. And then, of course, the words. And it is delightful. And I'm actually highly amused that uh, people are starting to give me mugs to go with my first cup of coffee podcast. <sighs> because one can never have too many mugs, right? And... Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of delightful. I'm I'm very pleased with it. So those of you on video will see I corrected the sideways problem uh, yesterday because I was using my new selfie stick that David gave me. Uh, for those of you who listened yesterday, I it has this bracket on it that will hold my phone very securely, much better than my previous haphazard uh, wish and a prayer method, and. And I thought that, I thought I'd read this before, that if you record horizontal on Instagram, oh, the, the bracket will only hold my phone sideways. It doesn't expand enough to hold it lengthwise. But I thought, oh, well, you know, I'd read that Instagram will let you record horizontal and then upload it and it'll change it. But they didn't. Apparently that doesn't work on like Instagram Live or something, only if I recorded a horizontal video and then uploaded that video. So December 28th, 2020 will be forever a sideways video. I'm sorry. Um, you could turn your phone sideways to watch. Uh, I don't know if there's any other method. Uh, but do not feel any onus to watch the sideways video. Today, you will note that I am uh, no longer sideways. Tip my head sideways. Uh, because I figured out actually how to work the selfie stick. <laughs> um, it's still true. I thought, well, really, will it not hold the phone vertically? And it won't. It, it uh, goes beyond the uh, capacity of its screw. But I could turn. I can put it in there, and I and it has a bracket at the top that I can turn and pivot and swivel and all of these wonderful things. So we are once again upright. Heading into 2021 upright, as it should be. Um, I'm also a little bit farther away today, so I'm not sure exactly how that works out, but I think that's good. Uh, less of the extreme close-up. It's a lovely snowy morning here in Santa Fe. Actually, one of those picture-perfect snowy mornings when I woke up where it's just that steady snowfall that's coming down very softly. Um, you know, like a snow globe or, um, an animation. <laughs> Just straight down and it's sort of um, 
frosted everything with snow. I always want to say gilded things with snow, and I know that's wrong because gilded comes from gold, and it literally means gold. And I want, I want there to be a gilded version of white that isn't frosted. Is that asking so much? Uh, I feel like I'm going to have to make up this word. Blanked. Blanked. Albed. Eh, I don't know. Anywho, so um, this is my second to last podcast of 2020. I will not be podcasting on Wednesday as I don't, mother. <laughs> and so I, but I will podcast on the 31st and uh, maybe I'll attempt to be organized and do some sort of year end wrap up or thoughts. But I plan to also almost probably definitely. I'm pretty sure going to podcast on the first. I think I'm going to work on the first. We will see. Um, So here's where I am at with my life. Yesterday, I did do copy edits on The Promised Queen. That was pretty easy. Um, Copy edits come to me in a Word document with track changes. So if you are accustomed to doing review changes, you know, you just go next, 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 and um, just, and if you approve of the copy editor's change, you just don't have to do anything at all. Um, you could probably not review the document at all, but we all do. Most of us do. Um, so most of it was pretty easy. I got done in a little less than three hours of work and did my dedication and acknowledgements. I did a kind of weird and different acknowledgements this time because I realized that The Promised Queen was really my pandemic year book. I started writing the book on February 1st uh, before we really thought that the pandemic was going to be more than like Ebola was. You know, I don't mean to minimize Ebola, but I think we thought that it would not be Excuse me. Maybe that's those of the gods smiting me for my arrogance. No, we thought it would stay on the other side of the world and that it would not be a thing. It was a thing. So in doing the acknowledgments, I realized I didn't have a lot of my same acknowledgments that I mentioned people who gave me help. One of the things I do, and I've talked about this before, but it bears repeating, when I'm drafting a book is I keep an acknowledgments document running. So when people give me input or answer questions for me or help me with problems, um, I pop those in there. And so I'm always very, very happy with past Jeffy when I find that document when I go to write my dedication and acknowledgments. Because it's like, woohoo, <laughs> I have a place to start. I actually kept track. Uh, the Promised Queen was not one of those books. Pandemic year. You know, some books I do it and some I don't. Uh, I don't know why. Um, the Promised Queen was, I want to say, a fairly easy write in some ways. I didn't struggle with it the way I struggle with some books for what that's worth. And so I don't like went back and checked my emails and stuff to see if I'd ask people questions. 
Not really, but I thought, you know, I had so many conversations with people about the book as I was writing it because I lived so much of this year on Zoom talking to people. And so I actually just thought of someone that I should have acknowledged. I might have to go in and fix that. <laughs> this is one of the inevitable problems. And it's one reason why uh, you should put the why it's a good idea to keep that running document. You can see the sky is, the sun is breaking through the clouds now a little bit, casting me in shadow, very dramatic. So I started to write the acknowledgments and I thought, how do I phrase this? You know, talking about that I was, you know, online with so many people over the course of the pandemic year. So I ended up writing this paragraph about how this was my pandemic year book that really with starting the draft on February 1st, doing edits in midsummer, uh, and now completing copy edits at the you know, right end of 2020. I want to say the ass end, and I guess I can because that's a fair statement for 2020. Um, this book has happened over the course of the year, and it was definitely influenced by uh, everything we went through with being in lockdown and isolation and so forth changing our plans and all of those things. I see Megan joined. See, I got, I'm, I'm up right now today, Megan. I figured it out. Uh, mechanics, engineering as us over here. So, so yeah, I ended up writing this paragraph in the acknowledgements, just talking about the pandemic here and what that was like, which I'm not sure it's really the right place for it, but that's where it went. So I got all of that done. Uh, I have started keeping a spreadsheet, being spreadsheets, of dedications because I am now at the point of having so many books that I don't remember who I have dedicated books to and who I haven't. And I'm beginning to understand why Anne Rice just always dedicated her books to her husband because it, I don't know if she still does, but she did for a very long time. It was always to Stan Rice. And <laughs> it was much, it would be much simpler to do that. I know she dedicated the um, Anne Rampling pseudonym books to herself, which was an interesting choice, um, especially Belinda. Very interesting choice. Uh, so, Anyway, I have a spreadsheet now, and so I was like, okay, who should I dedicate this book to? And I looked through, and I found a certain someone who I know listens to this podcast sometimes, who has been um, a part of my life since I was, well, like 14 years old. These are all clues, hints. Um, and I realized I had never dedicated a book to this person, which is amazing because this person was one of the first people to really encourage me to write science fiction and fantasy. So I dedicated the book to that person and now you will all have to wait and find out who it is. It's a mystery. It's not a very exciting mystery, but it is a mystery. So I sent the promise queen back. I might, I should add that person. That would be the thing to do. So I will resend 
Um, I probably should have just kept the document for a few days for while I was thinking about um, having people pop into my head. But it was, I mean, I don't have to say it right, but it was a funny year. So like, oh, how do we summarize acknowledgments for the book that have, that I wrote during pandemic here? And so now today I'm going back to Golden Griffin and the Bear Prince. Um, two of my heroic beta readers did manage to read over Christmas. Emily Ma, big shout out to Emily Ma Tippetts, who read the whole book and got on Zoom with me last night and uh, gave me really excellent, helpful feedback. And then Reese Bolton managed to get through the first four chapters, which is great because the beginning is usually where you need the most clarification. And they were able to give me good feedback too. So New Mexico beta readers for the win. Thank you all so much. So I am going to make a few changes, especially to the beginning. You know, there's this, the opening chapters, it's not the very opening chapter, but it's like one of the opening scenes that sets what happens going forward. I felt, um, I was worried that it was too crowded with previous characters because heirs of magic is, is season two. I love this terminology. Um, Nalini Singh talked about that when I interviewed her season two of a series. And I've all of these kind of cameos from characters of the original 12 kingdoms and uncharted realm stories. And I have to like keep kicking them off the stage because I don't want season two to be about the season one characters. And so one of the pieces of feedback I got from my beta readers is that there are simply um, too many people to keep track of in the uh, sort of initial meeting. And I thought, you know, I knew when I wrote it that it was going to be that way. And I really don't, I tried to change it once and I resisted. And it's like, no, I mean, it's so funny because you know, these things, you learn these things as a writer, you know, that if you have too many characters, too many names, uh, too many connections at the beginning of the book, you just swamp the reader with it. You know, it's always better to start simpler and gradually add characters. But it's, um, yeah, I, I see that uh, Pharaoh Feb we're, we're doing, has joined in and said, hate when they say that. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like, but I, I knew, I knew that this was a problem. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I know you're right. Carrie Fisher uh, from When Harry Met Sally said, quote, we're doing this deal. I should mention that while, uh, I don't even know how, how are we saying this? Feb, Feb, Fantasy Romance February. Uh, we're going to be doing a big deal in February. All of these fantasy romance authors are going to be doing posts and I don't know what all. I'm probably not doing a great job of describing it, but you can look for it online. You can follow us on Instagram and there's a Facebook page and stuff. I'll put the links on the show notes since I'm talking about it. Ah, she says the second way. Fabio Feb. It sounds kind of like Fabio, doesn't it? <laughs> Fabio February. Fabio Feb. All right, we'll do that. So anyway, I'm going to be ruthless and go in and call that scene and make it be just a couple of characters, which is what I knew I was supposed to do to begin with and resisted. And, you know, it's like sort of fighting your indulgent creative self is 
I don't know. It's like the war between the creative child and the editorial parent. It's like, no, no, no. You really need to like trim this down. So I need to do that. Um, and otherwise the edits are fairly light. Um, just a few tweaks throughout. So I'm hoping if I can get those done in the next three days, then I won't work on the first but I might work on the first if I if I still need to finish this revision. I have to turn it into my proofreader by Monday. I'm looking at the calendar. I think, yeah, I think I need to like send it by Sunday, but I have to. Um, so I could theoretically work over the weekend, but I don't want to. I'd rather work on New Year's Day than over the weekend. And besides, I do think that there's some, some truth in starting out the new year in the way that you intend to go on. Uh, I've talked before about the idea of the tesseract of that the large structure of a thing uh, takes its shape from the smallest components. So in the way that a mountain range has the same shape as a, a grain of sand, right? There's that same texture, that same linearity, the roughness. So if we make our days, our individual days have the shape that we want for our entire lives, then that's a way of getting at making your life turn out the way you want it to be. So it, it's a way of, of creating balance in your life, of creating the balance that you want it to have. So New Year's Day um, can be a way to do that, although it's a little bit of a red herring because mostly we want to just lay around all day on New Year's Day and do nothing, which is perfectly fine and part of the rest and recovery, uh, which I talked about yesterday, which is also a critical part of life. So sometimes I think that it's best not to take this granularity concept too too far. You want to um, maybe over the course of a week or a month and have that be, or a year, and have that be the shape of your life. Because some days, you know, I mean, you could really take this to extremes, right? You know, take it down to like every hour, every minute, every second. <laughs> Drive yourself crazy. Uh Instead, I think it's good to look at it at a slightly less granular scale. So every year I think about that I should make January 1st be like the example of the template of how I would like the shape of my life to be, but I never end up doing that. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how far I get on the book this week. I'm really hoping to... Um, that this revision, I've, I've done one pass already, and I think that if I can get this initial scene handled, which will probably take all of today, then maybe I can move on with my life and get most of it done. So on that note, I am going to get to work. I will remind you that first cup of coffee, I'll show you my mug again. Everything tastes better with cat hair in it. First Cup of Coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network, and you will find other podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all on Thursday, last day of 2020.
Take care. Bye-bye.